Welcome to Why Does My Child Hate Me, the podcast where we explain why your child hates you. So joining us today is a poet and author. She has won the Ted Hughes Award for Poetry. Holly McNeish, thank you for joining us on Why Does My Child Hate Me. (laughs) Thanks for having me. We've asked you to join us today or I'm saying us sadly Layla can't be here today because her child hates her so much she didn't want to do this podcast (laughs) and has uh, taken her away from us for this this at this time Uh, so you've just got me today but maybe that's a good thing because we're talking about a topic that could you know we could do with a bit of privacy just the two of us two girls having a chat you know we want to talk about how we discuss genitals with children and I'm going to tell you a little story Uh, my children have baths together I've got a boy and a girl the girl is three and the boy is a big one. It'll be two soon. And I noticed my daughter doing something, you know, she says, I'm like, what are you doing? And she says, I'm pulling his bum tail. And I was like, what is, <laughs> what is a bum tail? Like, I'm just, I'm just pulling my brother's bum tail. And I'm like, what? And I thought, and then when the penny dropped, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I was like, you can't do that. <laughs> you're not allowed to touch that that's his penis you're not allowed to touch it um so yes we perhaps should have talked about penises before we stuck them in a bath together (laughs) what's your experience of of this with children first of all and and what are parents getting wrong that you do you think so i thought i'll tell you like my story sort of about (laughs) so my my mom's a nurse but she her genitals were never called anything by her mother like no one spoke about it so she even though she we talk about this a lot even though she was saying the words like vulva vagina all the words to all her patients still with me she was too embarrassed to so I remember once she brought home all these speculums that you do like smear tests with and she had to um sterilize them before they'd been used so she used our dishwasher when I was like 11. <laughs> so me and my brother's job was to like unload the dishwasher. So <laughs> I was like, what, what is all that stuff in the dishwasher, mum? And she said, oh, I have to put them into people's front bums <laughs> um, to like test things. I have to put them into women's, probably said ladies, because we didn't even say the word woman in <laughs> when I was younger. That was also seen as quite a bad word. And then, um, we have to put them into ladies' front bums when I'm doing a test. And then when I was like 20 or 19 and I had my first smear test, I went to the nurse and I saw one of these speculums that I recognised. And so, no, she said put them up people's bottoms. Mm-hmm. So I thought that she was just about to shove this speculum up my ass, And I was really quite petrified because <laughs> I had had nothing up my, up my ass ever. Um, so I really panicked and then the nurse sort of saw my picture and I said, don't worry, you know, it's all right. And then realised that my mum had just been, even as a nurse, too embarrassed to say the word vagina when I was like 11 or 12. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's as a child, that was my, we just didn't say any of those words. But with my own kids, 
only, honestly, only after reading so much stuff about it, because I was writing poems about, like, motherhood, um, it was only, I think, when my daughter was, like, seven that I started actually using the word vagina and, and vulva. I don't think I knew what that was until I was, like, 25. Maybe until after I'd had my own child at 26. I knew it. And I hate talking about it. My mum's got this mad guilt about it now. But it's just, a, it's, it's not, it's like the culture, isn't it? It's no one parent's fault or one carer's fault. It's so weirdly hard to say. But when I actually said it to my daughter and realised she, like, kids don't care. I think that's the main thing. Like, kids do not have the shame that we have. And actually, the more I've read up, which I've read a lot about the history of, like, when we stopped using the word... Because it like all these words, we it's not like natural just not to name a body part. That's not a natural human thing. Just to be like, this is your hair, this is your arm, this is uh, <clears throat> this is your flower. It's like yeah, why it's would you like, call it a flower? That's just I uh, know. It's not <laughs> a natural thing. thing. It's yeah. yeah, it's constructed like it's been censored, and we've stopped naming it for historical reasons, either through you know censorship, politics, religion, whatever. Um. And yeah, I do quite often think, I know penis, it's still hard to say penis and testicles. It's not like it's only hard to say like clitoris, labia or like vulva, the all-encompassing term. But um, but I, I do find it, I try and imagine, because with girls, especially little girls, it's, it is worse because we don't have a like willy word. We don't have like a kiddie word at all. And they do in other languages. They have... At like ZZ and Zazette in French. Foo-foo, I think, is some, someone somewhere in this world says foo-foo. Yeah, well, but there's so up. many. Yeah, there's so many. Mine was bald eagle. Yeah, <laughs> seriously, that's the word I remember. That being sounds used. very powerful. I don't. I think that's great. <laughs> I think I would encourage that, like to like bald eagle, because eagles are like strong and powerful. They hunt eagles, you know. They're, they're, but they're also birds of prey, not bald yeah. pigeon. Yeah. An eagle. It's like trying to go out and grab stuff, <laughs> <laughs> just catching rodents. <laughs> <Yeah. eagle. laughs> So, yeah. can I ask you, 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 you've mentioned it already, a lot of your work is about motherhood and life after motherhood, and you talk about sex in relationships. How much of that was informed by the way you were parented, and how much of that is informed by your experience yourself as a, as a mother? I think, honestly, most of it's just informed by the stuff I've read since mm. becoming a mother. And um, my mum was really open about stuff. But there was just specific stuff, I guess, we didn't talk about, which both of us find a bit weird now. But that was just because she was made to be so ashamed of it. It's like hard to pass on stuff if you think it's maybe like rude. Like I know people that did teach their kids the right words or taught them about sex and were, you know, taken into primary school because their kid had said vagina in school. And so they thought it was like a sort of safety concern because they, they were saying like vulgar words in the classroom. So it's quite hard, I think. But mainly... The reason I, I write a lot about motherhood and I write a lot about like speaking to kids about sex and periods and, and genitals and stuff, but that's mainly just because of reading how, how important it is and how, um, like I've read a lot of child protection stuff. That's, mm. that's what, at the back of my head, anytime I feel anything like, oh, this is too much or I don't know if this is all right, it's just child protection stuff I've read about like the the less kids know the le- the less safe they are and that that's yeah. the only that's the only thing that sticks with me now everything else I, I don't yeah it's just that like if they like somebody said to me and this was all online after I put poems up but there was a it was like a child's um child protection lawyer 
and she was like yeah if kids don't know the proper words for their genitalia then you can't prosecute someone if they can't actually say the word of where they were definitely touched so if they say like somebody touched my foo-foo but if they say somebody touched my vulva you can prosecute with that but you can't with saying words that is not necessarily the specific place or not that you can't but it's much harder um so that sort of thing is just change it's just changed my outlook about it that's incredible um, because yeah. i hadn't considered it but i i kind of considered it from the point of if they don't have the lexicon they can't they can't explain what's happening but at the same time yeah. i always imagine that if they could like point or describe that yeah. wouldn't have less integrity so to hear that has less integrity than, than knowing the, the biology that's actually yeah. really troubling um yeah it's really it's, troubling that we don't it's sort know of troubling that. that's, that's crazy thing. yeah so yeah that's that's where it comes from and also that it's just shocking when i have said stuff to my daughter like I said before like that they don't they don't care yeah it, like unless it's like with fears or anything if you're just like oh this is I, I honestly still years i've been writing about this stuff and my daughter's 12 now but i still swallow in my gut like oh yeah so did you wash your vulva and i'm like trying to say it oh you don't need to use soap on your vulva every time i say the word it's still it's like that it's so powerful though language in it that there's words that it, it's like hard to get out your mouth i can say volvo really really easy <laughs> and it's so close <laughs> it's like so like so and the interesting thing about the word vulva vulva even I'm struggling now, it's like, I can probably, in my whole life, the amount of times I've said it and the amount of times I've heard it compared to lots of other words that, that um, you know, are connected to parts of our body. It's probably yeah. like, it's probably like 1% of conversation about body parts is about the vulva. And if that, it's less than one. So I, I think we are conditioned to be afraid of it. I happen to know that you contacted na Naked Attraction <laughs> and you had to yeah. say the word, the word vulva because were they not using it in the right way? Or I'd love to, sh to talk about that because I think it's a great story. Yes, yeah, so uh, it's sort of uh, the only thing that I'm worried about that, I'm really pleased I did it, but I just didn't want to annoy or embarrass the presenter because she's really right. great. But there's this, yeah, so Naked Attraction for anyone that hasn't watched it, it's like a sort of dating show, but you see the genitals first. Whatever you think about that, I find it quite a funny program. Um, but you see the gentles first and then, so they have this like line of vulvas basically. And then the guy or the the woman or the man chooses who they're gonna like eliminate based on what they like about the vulva. <laughs> like now I'm talking about, it doesn't sound like it's that great a show. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> but so sometimes the presenter was like, okay, so this is the vulva you know what do you like about this novel or whatever the, the thing that I liked about it is it wasn't this sort of stereotype there was lots you saw lots of different things there wasn't that much hair on it which on any but it's like this is people that have chosen to come on tv you can't you know tell them mm. off for having you know done whatever to their own father uh but then they'd say vagina most of the time and I was like oh this whole program is like about genitals basically and and then I I had loads of people write to me and say, oh, have you seen this? And I was like, yeah, they just keep saying vagina. And then people were making jokes like, you can't see her vagina. Like she'd have to have her legs like spread wide open to see her vagina. And then and then um, I wrote to them and, and the presenter replied to me on Twitter and said, yeah, but we just use the word vagina. It's like, um, it's a colloquialism. So this was the argument that because we often use the word vagina to mean vulva, it's just a colloquialism 
And I was like, no, it's not. Like, foo-foo is a colloquialism. Vulva is just a different body part. Um, and it's important to use the right one. So then I did a video which got shared loads, just saying, oh, please, can you just use the right words? Because you keep talking about, like, you know, the shape of the vagina. <laughs> and, oh, the vagina's nicely waxed. And it's like, oh, my God, if young girls are watching this, you can't wax your vagina. You'd have to, like, pour boiling hot wax, <laughs> not boiling, into your vagina. Like, it's not. Um, and I was thinking, if, like, if this was if this was the guy's genitals that you were looking at and, and you, they were like, oh, we're just going to call the penis the testicles because we'll just use one word for the whole thing. Like, do you know what I mean? People would be like, what are you doing? Or what if you said it? to your little son, you know, oh, that's, oh, I don't want to say penis and testicles. Like, testicles too much. So I'll just call the whole thing the penis. Like, we just wouldn't do that to little boys. <laughs> We'd be correcting it. So, yeah, but I think they, I, I'm pretty sure they changed it, but they, like, I had quite an annoyed response from the presenter. But there was somebody after um after I put up the video and it's oh sometimes it's like even my family and my dad's like, is that all you want to do with your life? You're just gonna talk about bulbs and it's like, no, what I'd like to talk about is like dandelions, but we literally live in a world where we still can't label our own bodies. So but somebody said to me, um, why on earth would you ever have to use this word with your children? So that was that was said to me by quite a few people. Like, That's a good question, know, though. Like, why should we yeah, use why, this language with our children? Why would you have... Well, it was like, but why would you need to talk about a vulva? That, yeah. It was like... And I was like, well, you know, they wee from their vulva. Like, the urethra is there. And when you're teaching a little boy to go to the toilet, you know, you teach them about his penis or willy. But... So, so it's the same. And, you know, little girls get rashes there. They have to wash and learn how to wash and there's especially at the moment like there's more and more of these flipping chemical washes like loads of stuff aimed at teenage girls about you know what was it called like no shame scented or daily scent or you know the stuff that really implies that you need to like scrub your vulva with all these chemicals which is actually causing a lot of medical problems and thrush and stuff so we do like it's just practically of all the body parts actually that sort of you know, my, my gran used to always say, oh, you wash down below and your armpits, you know, she didn't always have a shower and stuff in, in the, from like, I guess a sort of poor background saving money as well, but you'd wash there and you'd wash your armpits. So even from a young age, that's like, it's a body part that you do have to talk about. Like kids wee from it every day and they need to, you know, keep it clean. And even, you know, cleaning it in between just with water, but like in between your labia and, and lots of my, like when you wipe my, yourself and things like after you use the loo. And you wipe your, yeah. yeah, like it is a body part that you, like more than you have to tell them about their back or their shoulders. Like you, of course you need to talk about the vulva. There's loads of stuff going on on a daily basis <laughs> with that body part. So um, yeah, just not to name it is uh, it's not it's just not helpful. And it there was there was do you know Nymco Alley? No. Yes, FGM. I do. Yeah, she's a FGM campaigner. Yeah. Yeah. So she was like she also inspired me a lot because I remember somebody said to her do you think you can like get rid of FGM and she was like yeah and Joss was like yeah I think it's possible um, and she was saying that because if you can if you can encourage or allow somebody not to like cut their daughter that daughter is very unlikely to then start the process up again with her kids and I feel mm. the same with this like now that I've taught and you know education is now saying this is your vulva this is your vagina or in the vulvas and stuff I don't think that generation of kids are then going to be like 
Yeah, so I know this is called Vagina Unevolved, but I think I'm just going to, like, call it a dandelion again for my kids. Like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, if you know, then you just you just carry it on. So it just just changes it quite... It's quite easy. It just changes it. You just use the words and then they know the words. But it's, I can't believe what a big deal it is. So, yeah, but it's still hard. Like, I remember the first time my daughter used the word vulva in front of my gran. And that was like, oh, for God's sake, Holly. Like, was it really... out of context? Was there no reason? No, no, she just said, like, I, I can't even remember. She said, oh, I've got a... I think she's... Like, she'll kill me saying it, but she's like, I think she said, like, I've got a scratchy vulva or something. <laughs> and then my... And then I got told, oh, my grandson, like, for goodness sake, Holly, do you have to... She's like, I haven't caused that. Like, and what would she say? I've got, I've got a... Because also that does happen. Like, kids get thrush and they get... They get rushes in places that yeah. are if it's like a hot, If it's like a hot what? day and they're just a bit irritated yeah. and all I've got to do is have a change of underwear. Like sometimes yeah, it's nice exactly. to know what's wrong with them. Some of them, because they, yeah. they, they sort of start get angry or they cry for no reason. And most of the time there is a reason, but they can't tell you, you know, like yeah, if it's and a if mouth you, ulcer or something. And if you've got an itchy, totally. if you've got an itchy vulva, just let us know, innit? Yeah, change and also with stuff like, yeah, exactly. Change your pants or like why to wear cotton pants or now that, you know, my daughter's 12 and this there's a very high fashion of wearing very tight lycra shorts and mm. uh, sportswear and I, I do say with that not in like, this climate cool, oh dear nah. but, but that's not going to be excellent for the old I think I call it the old vulve I'm still not there to be honest I'm still trying to make it sound funnier yeah it's so annoying <laughs> I'm not I'm not there I am um, I I don't I'm not running around the house going penis vagina vulva but I am trying to use the right word so like my two close to two-year-old now i don't know if all boys do this but he loves to grab himself my gosh oh, yeah, yeah. You, you know you take that nappy off when he's straight there um yeah and he, and he knows language now so you can give him instructions and he can follow them so i'm just like yeah. no i'm telling this little child stop grabbing your penis like i'm saying to this like stop grabbing your feet yeah. stop it uh, and obviously it doesn't stop because it's now we know, we know this is lifelong behavior don't we we've seen adults do this on the tube yeah. They do it on the train, yeah. so they're gonna do it. D- they're gonna do yeah, it yeah. on on the bed with the nappy off. But still, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is, it feel it still feels weird. Like so, uh, yeah, I think really it feels odd. weird. Weird because it's especially with penis as well because we do have this word willy. Yeah, which everyone knows. Whereas I think with with girls, it's with both is so important. But with girls, it's so important because we don't have another option. Like there's not another option really that everyone uses and that doctors use or whatever. And so it sounds like you're sort of labeling this baby with like adult genitals yeah, sometimes. <laughs> so it like, does. it's like a penis is, is like a man's willy. So it feels weird do, saying it, but actually it doesn't feel weird to them. And yeah, like that, you've got, because little girls do that as well. Like, not so much, I don't yeah. think, because it's not like My sticking daughter out, grabbed but, her pee. That's what she yeah, said. Like, she said, Mum, I found the pee. And I'm like, oh, God. Like, just what? Every time it happens, I, yeah. know, that, I know that she's not doing anything wrong. And I know that I have to just man up and just say, it's not a pee, yeah. it's a clitoris, and stop playing with it. But at the same yeah. time, it's just like, it, it does make you just cringe yeah. that you have to do it. I wish there was like a number you could call and just you can hold the phone up to them and then they could, the, the, someone at that on the end of the phone would just have the conversation that you don't want to have. Do you know what that sort of is? Like the, with the, they're called sex positive parenting and they're so Ooh. good with stuff like that with all these sort of questions because also we've like sexualized everything to do with the genitals, obviously. Yes. So the idea that we're like, oh my gosh, my, you know, son or daughter or whatever, they're touching their genitals, therefore they're trying to masturbate, therefore they're, but the reason that we masturbate is because it feels so nice because it's 
really sensitive and that's the only reason why they're doing it it's not like they're now wanting to go and watch porn yeah. Do you know what i mean it's not it's like it's like holding someone's hand or i guess the same with the nipples like after i stopped breastfeeding my kids still wanted to grab my boob and i remember trying to tell her that she can't and then i was like this must be so weird for kids because for you like a week ago i was letting you like suck milk out of my nipple which i still found hard because of exactly the same reasons as all of these words and then it would it would be like suddenly telling your kid that they couldn't hold your hand because they don't know that that body part is seen as sexual so it's it must be like why are you not letting me grab your boob? yeah they have no idea um, they're totally because there's actually to no it. reason yeah it's just society there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to because you're not grabbing it so that we can have sex which is the weird like all this weird we're just so weird about all this stuff yeah it... and um yeah my friend was saying about that she was like she just says to her kids if they start like touching themselves which they do because it feels nice that's the only reason there's no other reason it's just because it feels nice and it's tickly she's like okay so this is your clear result this is your penis and it feels nice but you don't do this in front of people <laughs> how did you supplement your daughter's sex education or even now because she's still young like how how you are you looking at what the school is teaching her and saying that's great but actually or are you are you just kind of letting the schools get on with it no, I'm not letting the schools get on with it. I don't think they can because the government changed changed the curriculum like last year for the first time in like 20 years or something. So they do teach, they do teach like vulva, clear, like they do actually label genitalia now in primary school. But I think because we're so culturally, I say behind, but it's like, you know, censored, I guess. Teachers are really worried that they'll get in trouble mm. for teaching stuff because they changed the curriculum. But the government, I've been into my daughter's school basically to talk about it because they asked if there was any parents with any like knowledge of the of PSHE to come and talk because it's not specialist teachers. It's like the geography teacher heading it up at my daughter's school. So they asked parents to come in. <laughs> and actually, it was only me and my mate who was the one that was telling me to use the correct words and stuff that went in and they were saying they've changed the curriculum they've sort of said what we can teach but they don't they want to like cover their back so they haven't said that we have to but it also as a teacher like one of my friends is a physics teacher and she teaches it PSHE and she was saying if she in any way like um sort of makes things seem too positive then it looks like you're trying to sort of advertise certain sexual acts and things so therefore she can get in loads of trouble so they've given they've basically put teachers in such a uncomfortable unfair position in that they can i guess their jobs are on the line if they look like they're promoting stuff so in terms of safe sex especially like they still i said in 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 um the netherlands one of my friends was in the netherlands and her kids were in primary school there and she said in the netherlands sex education starts with your own body and masturbation so it mm. starts with just you on your own learning your body and you own your own body and then the next stage of teaching is like if you are then comfortable and you want to do this with someone else this is a this is the second thing that we teach is like safe sex hand sex oral sex and like um not reproductive sex but intercourse. you know that intercourse yeah. that's the word i'm looking for so she was like they she couldn't believe it when she came here and she was like oh my god you teach intercourse before you teach masturbation and in fact you don't 
mention masturbation, but that's their own, it's like the safest form of sexual activity that exists on the planet. So, so I said that to, to the, to this teacher and he was like, okay. And then he, he sort of discussed it and said, okay, I think we're, we can add masturbation in, in year 10, year 10. So in year six, my daughter saw a diagram of like penis going into vagina and in year 10, she might be told she could, you know, touch her own body and, but she's already learned that it's like in order to please someone. But I think that's so practical. It's like your own body, that's it. Yeah. First. And it's, it's crazy that we are still quite puritanical in the way we teach these things in an age of social media. Yeah. When, don't worry, if they're not getting in the classroom, they're going home and they're looking at it all online. And it feels like it's needed more than ever for people yeah. to understand their bodies and also agency. Yeah, and to know that you own it and to know how to... Like, there's such an imbalance still in... It, even not to do with safety, but even to do with pleasure, there's such an imbalance in people with vulvas orgasming, knowing how to do this. Like, and in, in in the past, and I think it's the same now, like, most boys had an orgasm by themselves before they then went on to have one with someone else or tried to give someone someone else, whereas loads of the girls didn't. They sort of pleased other people before they ever knew how to please themselves some never yeah so it's like that even in terms of in terms of safety it's amazing in terms of safe sex it's amazing um and in terms of just like equalizing pleasure and stuff so yeah i can't i just can't leave it to the school they're doing the best they can but they've been put in such a situation but also that it's the same with the body part like i told my daughter what loads of stuff is and she just she just doesn't i was so worried about it but with um with uh, oral sex, I had not planned to talk to my daughter about that specifically, even though it is safer sex than intercourse. So it should really be taught first before like intercourse with condoms, um, I think, and is in the Netherlands. Uh, the Netherlands just being the <laughs> main one I'm looking at all the time. But we, we were walking into town to go to the library and to the market where we went every Sunday to get a book from the library. Very nice. I think she was about nine. And um, and there was a vegan slogan graffiti on the floor that said, eat, um, eat pussy, not animals. <laughs> yeah. And she could read and she read it. And then she was like, eat pussy, not animals, like really loud in the street. <laughs> <laughs> and then she said but a pussy is an animal <laughs> and then and then she went oh does does it mean hip hop hip hop pussy because <laughs> i told her that that was a euphemism that people use and then and then um uh, it was you know she heard that song that word in a song and i was like that's quite an adult word for vulva and it's not one to use and it's often in quite sexual situations and it was you know this sort of stuff um but it's interesting our things with words but then but then i said oh yes yeah, it's, it's hip hop pussy it means like eat vulva not not animals and then she was like well what what i mean what like why would you eat a vulva and then i i said to her oh you know i said so i said she was like what is sex yeah kids kids ask that it's from a young age and i was like sex means a lot of things to different people what you need to know is that it's something adults do it's consensual both people want to do it that's the only reason you do it and it's basically about pleasing the genitals. I was like, you know, there's massage in all the parts of the body. As soon as you start massaging the genitals, either with your hands or with like other genitals or a penis or whatever, that's what we refer to as sex. And there's different types of sex and different people like different things. And um, and then I said, oh, you know what I told you about sex? And I said, yeah, well, there's something called oral sex. And that's when you like rub the genitals in a nice way, but like 
adult I always say adults do it mm. it's like a main thing um but with like each other's mouth or, or lips and what was her and response was like, to that so I was really really worried about this more than anything else I've ever been and she was just like that is so gross why are adults so weird and then was like oh my god that is where you we from like why you're like gonna eat someone's we and then she and then she said oh if I am ever want to do that I'd have to make sure that person was like clean and I was like well yes that is important and then she said this is the work the my my most challenging moment of motherhood I think was this and then she said have you ever done that (laughs) and then I thought right this is your proper test Holly because I have not I've read quite a lot about like especially mums passing on their issues yeah and I remember at school any girl that had like given a blowjob was called a slag immediately Mm. and you know boys the other way around were sort of praised as feminists like it's a very different thing with oral sex like if a guy gives a woman oral sex like oh he's amazing give him a medal and if a if a girl did the same opposite it was like oh she's a slag and I was like I'm not having my daughter thinking that I'm only a good mother if I've like never given a blowjob or received cunnilingus um so I was like, um, yes, I have done that. And she was like, <laughs> I thought, I'd, I don't want my kid to think less of me, but I don't agree with thinking less of someone because they enjoy sexual activity, you know? And and then and then she was like, why? Like, why did you do that? And I said, because I really wanted to and because for me it felt nice and um, because, you know, I'm an adult and I chose to do that and I was <laughs> clean. Like, it sounds like you're at confession. Water, water. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh my god! I know, but it's like, oh my god, this is terrible. I'm allowed to enjoy all sex, and then, um, and then she was just like, right. And I said because I because I wanted to, um, and he wanted it to. And then she asked me who, and I was like, no, that's my personal information. <laughs> Obviously, like you don't have to tell your kids everything, but just. You know. But then she may have called me a penis licker for like two days <laughs> in a row at night time <laughs> but oh, even God. that I was like you've got don't stop calling me that don't call me that and then she was like but you said that it's okay if an adult wants to do it so why is it a bad word and I was like because it's just rude to define someone by their sex I was like this is too much like you I was like where is the helpline <laughs> is this right is this all right but I, d- I didn't want to just say no I haven't or like, oh no, not me. I haven't done that. I rate you do. so much, and you so did the right thing. I would have said, oh, is that the library? We're here now. Um, <laughs> oh, we're here now. I'd have just dragged them in. I'd have picked out Harry Potter and I'd gone home. And <laughs> 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 just pretending we never saw that graffiti. The person who sprayed that comment onto the pavement has a lot to answer for. Penis looking maybe, for two maybe days. Maybe it's better. Unbelievable. I know. I was thinking of turning vegan, and now I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, I mean, l- luckily, because I'm because I'm lucky enough to to kind of have these conversations like with people like yourself and and my friends. I haven't used nicknames for my children for their vagina for their genitals. What's yeah? Uh, you've already explained what your mum called yours. Have you heard any other examples of crazy nicknames for penises and vaginas and vulvas? Yeah, look, I just have to say this for my mum. She denies it, but my best friend Jodie remembers it. So uh, it's, you know, it's up in the air. But I remember it vividly. There, there So many people have sent me loads, like Tuppence, <laughs> I remember somebody. Um, the Devil's Door, that's an interesting Accurate one. Accurate for me. Yeah. <laughs> Devil's Doorbell for the clitoris was quite a Devil's Doorbell. Uh, there's also Cinderella, I've heard. My Greta, my baby hole. <laughs> Thought that was a bit weird for a kid. 
<laughs> there's been some weird. There's a lot of like sweet references, isn't there? Like cupcake, cookie, wham bar. Biscuit. I'd call mine a wham bar if I had to name it after. I'd a call sweet mine bar. an I am brew bar. Then. <laughs> I am brew bar. Oh my god! Yeah, there's so many. A, a, a green emerald from Quality Street. A little <laughs> green triangle. They're my least favorite, so I'd call it the uh, Brazil nut caramel purple. <laughs> There's a there's a whole a whole host of them. The 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 the, the length we have travelled to get away from Volvo, the distance we we travelled from that word. It's remarkable. I know that it is remarkable the amount of stress it is just not to say these five letters in that order. Yeah. It's amazing. Sherbet dib dab or whatever. Yeah, it's <laughs> Oh, I miss them. I like them. <laughs> I think that this podcast is gonna do a little bit more to get the word Volvo into popular use. And maybe we'll get that nickname that is like Willy. So not Volvo, not Willy, but something that means Volvo in the way Willy means penis. I'm, so I'm going to go for Willy. I thought that, but it's too, the English language is too widely spoken. It's just wouldn't, it's not possible. We just got to say Volvo. We, we've, got to, we've got to say Volvo. That, that, that was going to have to work. Holly, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. That's all right. Thanks for having me. Bye.